like say is hummus. If you're Oh my gosh. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I'm good now. Hummus is on the table, mate. Seriously, I've had three bowls of crisps, right? Ready. Ready and waiting. Yeah. And we've I think you've gone, gone through, through two of them. You've gone through two of them. We love bar snacks. You love bar snacks? We do love bar snacks. What's your favourite bar snacks? Schneiders for you, isn't it? Um, Schneiders? I do like those those Schneiders pretzels. But the, if, if someone said I could only have one for the rest of my life, it would be um, Co-Fresh, Baltimix. Co-Fresh? That sounds like a terrible uh, brand. Uh, <laughs> that's what they sell. It's a, you get it from like supermarket. I do like Baltimix, though. You Baltimix. must like Baltimix. He's a curry. I'm not obsessed with curry. <laughs> I like curry. I want to say I'm obsessed with it. Like, right? It's like I'm in a bath I'm basing your life on your Instagram stories. So. Yeah, like any, yeah, bra- like any proper Bradford lad does. He appreciates the curry. True. Right. The problem with Baltic mix is the morning after is very unpleasant. Where's this night going to go? <laughs> Sorry, we've already had a... So, Novel Meets, episode two, podcast and visual audio delight. feature. Delight. Um, and special guest today on episode two, um, we've got Tom and Dom from Bantam's Banner podcast. People who don't know who Bantam's Banner is or who Tom and Dom are, um, well... Well, in, in, I guess, like, for instance, if, it's, if you've got viewers in America, we are obsessive sports fans of one particular football club, right. Bradford City, who yeah. you might know, because Nova sports them as well. And we came to prominence, I guess, when Bradford City were on a cup run and we spoke a lot of shit into a microphone every match. Right. Um, we podcasted, didn't we? Yeah. And like, well, the only reason we podcast is we had a choice, you know, we had to do web discussion all the time. About 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe 10 years ago, we had a choice. We could have we'd done YouTube or podcasting. This is a subject we're pretty passionate about. The reason we chose podcasting over YouTube, YouTube mm-hmm. was still in its infancy when we, we, we first like, started doing stuff. And the theory was that no matter what has come along, radio has always been there. So, you know, radio's had to deal with TV, the internet and stuff like that, but radio's always there. Radio's always adapted when it's needed. So podcasting seemed like, oh, that might happen. And also, we were quite lazy. and We had access to a radio studio in Bradford, so it was easier for us to podcast than it was to film and edit the videos. And it was easier for us to make a radio show and plan that and put time into that rather than... And we, did, we, did, we did film a few of the radio shows, didn't we? Didn't we? What we, we, it, we actually started on radio... So we were doing a breakfast show for a local station. Why are you not mentioning them? And we... Um, <laughs> you can mention who you want. There's no, oh, no. no kind of signs lead. All oh, right, like, BCB Radio. Yeah. In, no, BCB's Bradford. great. It's oh, community broadcasting. BCB is good. For, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to... Listen, we're going to talk about the podcast in more detail as okay. well as other things. But I just want to know, like, first of all, like I said, I just need to mention that Napoleon's Casino are sponsoring this today. Ooh. So we've got Napoleon's Casino. Jane and Barry, thank you so much. We'll touch on... They've got a vegan menu now. Have they? A full-on vegan menu at the casino. What, is it like a, um, loads of vegans gambling? All of a sudden it's rocked up. I went down to try a bit of food. Yeah, it's cool. Rocked oh, they're up. winning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Liverpool are winning 1-0. Ooh. If you're wondering why we're looking up there for a few yeah. seconds... Sorry. Well, I was fine. This is interesting, I obviously. Was. Like, while we're doing the obviously recording tonight, we're filming tonight, actually, Liverpool are in the second leg of the Champions League, uh, losing... 3-0, but now they've just got a goal, back. a goal back at home, which is great. So if they get another three goals, then yeah, we might have to kind of finish off. It can't happen, can it? But this is this is good because this is our forte, really. Live football happening yeah. in front of us is is what we 
became good at through watching Bradford right. City. So the fact that this is on now, and we don't really have a vested interest in this other than it'd be nice for the English team to win. And yeah. weirdly, we both seem to have a soft spot for Liverpool. Like I've got a massive soft spot for Jurgen Klopp. I'd love Liverpool to win the Premier League. My stepson's a massive Liverpool fan, so I'd love it for him as well. Right. But I think fundamentally the most important thing is that we love football Mm -hmm. and when amazing things happen in football like that Aguero goal when Man City won the league and and they beat Manchester United to it one of the best moments in football ever Vincent Kompany's goal last night that was unbelievable I mean even Messi's free kick last week Yeah, unbelievable it's it's not just that though I love those individual moments I love those moments where an unbelievable player like Messi scores one of those goals but what I mean is like comebacks if Liverpool come back from this it'll be Massively historical Champions League event. <laughs> Sorry. And it'll be unbelievable. See, people think we only react like that to Bradford City, but yeah, we just no, love but football. It's football fan. I think it's good, though, and it's good to be kind of the neutral, isn't it? I think it's so important rather than going, right, I spot Bradford City, and all like, yeah. that. It's like, well, come on. Do you Fo- know what I mean? Football, like, is, football is, incredible. Is, is, is part of your life. Yeah, of course it's it is. part of your guys' life, yeah. my life, and my family's. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's unbelievable. The connection you have with it, it's family, your kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People who you don't know sometimes. How many times you go to a game next thing you know, you're speaking to a guy next year or whatever. It's, it's, Even it's a bonding like, experience. It just jump straight back. nothing for us, does it? <laughs> let's just kind of jump like with the podcast. Like, obviously people... Obviously, we know you about the podcast. Award-winning, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah, don't, don't, you can, like, seriously, I think, fair play. But do you think, serious question, to get in that position of how successful it was, would you say that was on the back of how successful the team was? 100%. Yeah, right. categorically. Right. Categorically. Okay. The thing is, and Frank Sinatra used to say this, Tom hates it when I quote people. <laughs> I knew it. I look at it out of the column and I go, Tom's going to... It's because you're obsessed with Frank Sinatra. But Frank Sinatra used to say, you make your own look. And he's right, to a certain extent... We've got a bit about us and we started podcasting Bradford City when they were rubbish and we got really lucky that they were successful. Mm. But if we were rubbish at it and Bradford City was successful, people still wouldn't have listened to it. People are stupid. You don't just listen to something because you're told it's good. Yeah. It still got to be a good product. So it was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, it was listenable and we made our own luck to a certain extent because we pre-prepared that year. The first year where Bradford City were terrible, mm-hmm. we podcasted and it was relatively successful but we'd already laid the foundations then for what Bantam's Banner was. It's not like we just started when Bradford City were good. I'd worked at Bradford City before then. Yeah. I'd supported Bradford City and been a season ticket holder since I was six years old. So I'd always been around Bradford City. It's not like I'd just started when they were successful. We just got really lucky that at the time the podcast became popular, Bradford City then were really successful. And we got opportunities and we got thrust into the... I don't want to say a limelight because it wasn't like proper limelight, but we got thrust into the front of people. You're recognisable. Yeah, but if, if that's a better word for it, because I think I first met you through Bradford City, yeah, yeah. which is understandable, and I thought you were the most approachable guys ever, great guys, like I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I'm just saying, no, seriously, it's like, you, you, you're great with people. You, you, Sorry, you, I've Liverpool just gone. He's picking us up and you're watching no, I, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, but it's like, wait a minute. I really appreciate it. No, the other is the replay in the first goal. Oh, the replay in the first goal. Yeah, go on, Carol, you were so saying how nice you are. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, you've done really well, you worked You worked your ass off, you worked your, I mean. It's hard work, yeah. It's hard work, and you know, we're in a similar kind of, if it's through music or if it's like through media and stuff like that, and I think why are you making it? Why why are you still doing it now? I'm not saying every week or anything, but why why wouldn't you continue? No, it's a fair question. Do you know what I mean? I, like, and like, and like our lives have changed a lot since when we started doing it. 
our kids were very young or not born at all and we were saying yes to everything. So no matter what opportunity came our way, do you want to enter these awards? Yeah. Can we go here? Yeah. Can you hit any of this person? Yeah. And as, as the, your priorities change as you get older and you tend to only pick stuff that either fits with your, in, within your family life, i.e. Teddy wants to start go watch Bravity, my son wants to go Bravity, yeah. so we're not going to podcast but the thing, our children. Yeah. It's just, it was never going to happen. So the, that were a big factor, wasn't it? The, thi- the thing is, and, and Tom's absolutely right, things change for us, but we were dangerously obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, we were obsessed with making it a success. So everything we did, we were talking to each other on the phone every night. We'd make notes like you'd never seen before, books full of notes about what we were going to talk about, how were we going to make it more popular, how are we going to make money out of it, you know, because you're spending all this time away from your family and away from your wife and things like that. And, and we were seriously obsessed with, with making it a success. And then when Bradford City went on that cup run, we couldn't believe our luck, really. And we got given yeah. loads of opportunities. Mm. We got to, you know, like Tom said, we accepted everything. We wanted to do everything because that's kind of what you want to do. You you get success from something you've worked hard for and you're passionate about, and you just want to talk about it all the time. And you want you want people to know about it. You want people that have never heard of it to know about it. So when we'd get asked to go on Five Live to talk about Bradford City, we'd jump at the chance. We got asked to do Match of the Day just as a standing. Was that real? Life? And I saw no. Colin Murray. Well, what? We were like standing. So basically, they were doing Match of the Day live in London. Yeah. But this was in the process where they were moving to Manchester. Yeah. And they wanted to do the show, like mirror the original show. So we did it with Dan Walker and Colin Murray. We did three shows. Yeah. And they were doing the actual Match of the Day. But it was like unbelievable. We were in the Match of the Day studio. We watched this program as kids. And then they'll let you do that. And you're like, fucking, this is blowing our minds. That was I can't believe it. We got that gig though through because we worked for the BBC. Mm-hmm. And we knew the, oh, we covered the Olympics, cutting out audio for Five Live. We both did that together in the back, in production. Right. And we did all sorts of bits and pieces. Well, that actually, I'm actually, there was before that. So basically, it this, was, yeah, this was, was another opportunity. Yeah. Jonathan Wall, wasn't it? There's yeah. a huge, long story behind oh, it. So we, we did Bantam, we, we did this radio show, mm-hmm. and I found out who was commissioner at BBC Five Live and said, Tom, I'm going to email him. I think our oh, show's good. Which is a good way to... We yeah. sent him the show. Yeah. Peter Salmon is um, married to, what's she called? Sarah Lancashire. Lancashire. I emailed him the show on a whim, because you don't expect these people are going to listen to it. Yeah. He listened to the whole show and said, you two guys have got something special. I want you to meet someone. So he, he put us in touch with the deputy editor of Five Live, who's called Jonathan Wall, lovely bloke, came up to Leeds to meet us mm-hmm. and said... Peter's right, you guys have got something special, but what you don't have is focus. Direction, you're you're yeah. doing this breakfast show, but it's all over the place. You're talking yeah. about music, you're talking about this, that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> You've got to find a niche. And we said, well, at the end of every show, we do a section called Bantam's Banter, where we talk about a passion we've both got, yeah. Bradford City. And he said, you've got to change that into a show. What can you do? And I said, I used to work there. I bet they'd let us do match days. And he said, do that and come back to me. So we did it. Went back to him, told him, we're averaging 35,000 listeners. Is, this is what you wanted, isn't it? And he said, honestly, lads, I can't do any better than that for you. What you've, do- what you've done there, you've created your own thing. Because at the time, you've got to remember, when we first started Bantam's Banter, yeah. podcasting wasn't really massive. It wasn't massive at all. Well, I don't think you were five live were doing a podcast. No, BBC didn't have podcasts there. So if you had 35,000 listeners and you were building it, got more, definitely got more, um... Like I said, going back to the original question, why aren't you kind of like still tapping into that? Now podcasting is more, more popular. And like, even, even like you, like look at, look at 
Novel Meets now, it's like, right, we, we're doing all, we're doing visual, we're doing audio, and obviously do you know, like you said, you get that kind of passion, don't you? And yeah. you have got, you have had, boys, you have got passion, you can't, you can't deny that. Do you know what it is? And, and, and it, do you know what I mean? And I know it's a family situation, but I'm like I say, you'd have to do it every week, but just to have that kind of recognised... You deserve it, I think. You, I think there was such a long period of time of not getting anything money from it, so saying we can't really do it as a job, and it was tiring. It, it's it's very hard tiring. work, like you've got to be on it all the time. Yeah. Like, then it were like, always on Twitter. We need to scale it down and just do it when we can do it and when we want to do it. Now, this season's been a total write off because Dom's working a lot of weekends at Sky now. My business is getting busier and busier and busier every mm-hmm. single day. So it's, it, it is just really difficult. I know, you know what? It's, when I talk about it, it sounds like a really lame excuse. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Cause you, but, but have you got a full-time job as well doing this? I know you're very busy with the band. The thing stuff. is, we got a lot of stuff wrong, didn't we? Because we were passionate about it. We both were desperate to work in radio. But as that was happening, we were both also getting married and having families. Yeah. Yeah, and we gave so much time to Bradford City podcasting and stuff like that, that the time came once... Because when Bradford City were on that cut run and we were recognisable to Bradford City fans and we got to work with, you know, like... It's unfathomable to us, but people like Alan Davies and Rob Beckett were listening to our show and were like, what the fuck? Yeah, How is this happening? Like, this is what we wanted, but we can't yeah. believe it's actually happening. Yeah. And I, then Bradford City went on that cut run. We got to do the World Cup with ITV and stuff and Alan yeah. Davies. You forget and then you bit. kind of think, you know what? We hit the crest of a wave there. Mm. Now... Now maybe we need to give that back to the family, and we didn't do it straight away, did we? It no, wasn't we like you know pulling off a plaster. You're supposed to do it quickly. We were really slow. We were like, oh, do we yeah, get? Yeah. Do we let it go? And, and, and you've got to remember. Sorry, no, no, no. Just no, no, no. get this in. We when we started doing Batman's Banner, we didn't do it because we thought, you know what, Bradford City needs a podcast, and we love Bradford City. We did it because we wanted to get into media. We wanted to be broadcasters. That's why we did it, and we did it. And we happened to do Bradford City because we had an in. We love Bradford City. We love the club. So, you know, thinking about the bigger picture, it was just, you could say Battle of the Battle is a stepping stone towards something else. Now, that stepping stone turned out to be a big giant rock that we loved and, like Don said, a crest to a wave. But we still have visions of grandeur of actually working in in broadcasting in a bigger capacity. It's really nice. I I have got different options for the the menu. Have you sorted the Tom Collins out? No, I didn't do it. I've got got gin, I've got vodka. Uh, Aperol spritzer. Champagne. What, just an Aperol Spritz? Do you have yeah, Aperol Spritz? A bit, a bit of, you can actually make it white wine, it's delicious. But is that, that's not alcoholic though, is it? Aperol Spritz is alcoholic. Of course it's alcoholic. God, you sound like my dad. I thought... My dad didn't know Sangria were alcoholic. I took it mildly. He went, this is delicious. I went, I can tell you've drunk it about... Yeah, you've drunk it within two minutes, yeah. It's just alcoholic. I went, yes. It looks just like Ribena. It's alcoholic. Anyway. So if you're knocking you. around the, the pubs of Bradford before a game, yeah. you've got to bump into Nova's dad. Yeah, he's one of Bradford well, City's great characters. He yeah, he's superb. He's, he's a great guy, very passionate, he's loves everyone. He's met us about a thousand times, yeah. never remembered. <laughs> yeah. Who are you then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're David but he's a, but what? what I like about it, he's enthusiastic every single time. He's really doing yeah, it. Oh, you do great. what? Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Love yeah, but with David's mates, we met last time. <laughs> yeah, the most harmless soul you've ever been in your life. On a night out, so Alan Davis had been it. playing in Halifax and he said, Oh lads, I'm up north, do you want to go out for a drink? So we stories, went out for a drink. Stories. Come on, get some stories out. We went out, we went oh, out. There's not yeah, much to tell you. Well, we went out for a drink in a, in a really cool like old hotel in, uh, in Halifax. Halifax. 
And as it turned out, there was like a financier's office party in there and they were paying for all our drinks. One of the people who Alan Davis is, because obviously people yeah. I don't know Alan Davis, massive hair, curly C- hair. Comedian. Uh, comedian, in British comedian. It's quite it's, it's, it's quite well known in America. You know, Whoopi Goldberg's a big fan of Jonathan Creek. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, although Jonathan, Alan, 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 Alan told us. Alan, Alan told us that. Right, Jonathan so, Creek. But yeah, he's an actor, comedian. Yeah, cool guy. Uh, Arsenal fan as well. And yeah. Right, it, so it, ended it, up drawing in, in our mm. unbelievable cup run. Yeah. We drew Arsenal. That was a great season. Wasn't no, it? So anyway, we've gone off on one again. Anyway, so so yeah, we, we did, stayed we did, up in a hotel. Didn't we? we did that children in need thing. Uh, we met him in Halifax. We went to this hotel. There was this Christmas party for an office, and they were paying for all our drinks. And we're all we're getting on really well with Alan Davis. Like we're thinking, oh my god, I can't believe it. We're mates with Jonathan. Chris did we say you were, you were Danny from the script? <laughs> we said no, it was. We did. We said it's Alan Davis. It's Danny from the script. The lead singer from the script. But, did you put an Irish accent on? I think I just like didn't say it. But anyway, we went into full stand-up mode. Like we're all telling jokes, Alan's telling us jokes, we're telling jokes. And we started like making jokes about this other party. Like not bullying. Right. But we were like like oh, saying about how raucous they were and stuff like that. And anyway, we weren't being quite as quiet as we thought we were. And they were like, you we've been paying for your drinks, blah blah blah. Well, anyway, it was all fine, it was nice natured. So we went we went back, and you know what it's like when you're absolutely smashed and you're dead thirsty, you just want water. Well, there was a glass of water on top of the like uh, bathroom unit in this hotel room we were sharing, and I thought, oh, perfect, down it. That was Tom's contact lens in, didn't it? Because you normally put your contact lens in solution, but I was like, I ain't got any solution, so I was putting in water on the sink in the middle of the night, don't go this, and drag the contact. Yeah. And I am. The- I had twenty twenty vision in my asshole. <laughs> so there's a story about when me and Don met Nicholas Parsons. Right. Have you heard this one? Do you know who Nicholas Parsons is? No. He hosts a program called Just a Minute. He's like an old school. He must be 90 now. Yeah, he's, he's quite famous. Old school, BBC host, really well known. Just a Minute is a massive show on BBC Radio 4. Mm-hmm. And this Jonathan Wall, who told us to do Banners of Vanity, said, lads, you know how much I think of you. I've got you a place in this thing. You can pitch a show to the BBC. Nicholas Parsons there is one of the BBC's oldest presenters. You've got this huge opportunity. Right. And we're with, we we got carried away with loads of prep. We're thinking, what can we do? And we had one little feature on the radio called "Would You Rather," and it's on BCB. On BCB. So we'd ask each other questions yeah. like, "Would you rather have pies for eyes or chips for lips?" Stuff like that. And then we discussed that, like the practicality of chips for lips, right? Yeah. So would you rather like? Oh, see, um, to be salt and vinegary though. It makes it could sting. Yeah, you don't want to eat them. No. You want it. So it's quite the feature. You could actually do a podcast about it. Yeah. People could suggest. What was the one you asked me about Prince Charles? One of them, would you rather slap Prince Charles in the face, like square or, in the or face, jumping, uh, or jump into the cage of a lion? So there were like loads of different scenarios, and we were getting really nervous. I mean, this is pretty much how well it went in front of Nicholas Parsons. Yeah, Parson, um, that yeah the way you're right. <laughs> So it went well? No, not at all. Oh, no. Right. So but what, what we realised was, everyone were pitching actual radio programmes. So one, one girl was like, I've got an idea about interviewing people who are homeless, um, but also an ethnic minority and how, how their struggles in life. And I will go around to different cities. Basically, it was very BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just him, a panel of BBC people. And we were like, Jonathan, what oh the hell? Is it like that Little Britain sketch where they're doing the board games and stuff? I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Yeah, but you are like, yeah. But real. I think that's actually good content, though. I'd actually totally forgotten about this. You want to impress um, Nicholas Parsons. But like people are saying we want to make a documentary about U2, a radio documentary. I'm like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. And we were like, oh my God. And we, we basically went, now Nicholas, would you rather have pies for eyes or chips for lips? <laughs> you, you, you know, do, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? 
you know what's worse is that we stood the wrong way around. You know, like Tom yeah, said, we, we, we stood the wrong way around. Like, oh, we're standing the wrong way around. Tom and Don were like, I'm in debt. And they're like, <laughs> and Nicholas Parsons, you literally just went, oh my God. But they're just, it, we worked really hard for it. And then we got given these opportunities. So we yeah. don't feel, we, we do feel like we were lucky, don't we? We feel no, like yeah. luck fell on our lap a little bit. But at the same time, we thought, well, actually, we worked hard for it. Like, we were working hard on Banners Banners to get people to see it. Like, we were emailing. I emailed Frank Skinner, David Baddiel all the time. Mm. In fact, we, we saw David Baddiel at Alan's 50th birthday yeah, party. We and we said to him, you'll never guess what, mate. I've emailed you loads about a radio show we did. And he was like, oh, well, what, what is it? And we said, well, basically, we heard you doing a, a podcast at the World Cup in South Africa. And just copied it, really. And he was like, what? He went, so I should be having a word with you for copying yeah. my show. Yeah. Tell us that. What else happened at that party? And you're going to love this because Ainsley Harriet is one of Britain's great characters. <laughs> we were standing at the bar at this party looking at the cocktail list and Ainsley Harriet came over and stood next to Tom and he said to Tom, ooh, anything nice on that menu? And Tom went, I don't know what, Tom probably said like, oh yeah, there's a nice uh, Long Island iced, iced tea here or something. And Ainsley Harriet just went, all right, thank you. And went like this. And move Tom out of the way. <laughs> it was like, thank you, get out of the way. It's pushed me away. Andy time. Harris, a famous, well, famous UK chef, chef, yeah, yeah. chef. He's actually been at Bradford in the Sweet Centre. And it's like, have you seen the kind of version of the career made in the Sweet Centre? No. It was no, like, get out of the door, mate, get out of the door. They put Did like we... cherry tomatoes on top and many oh, all kind of things. Oh, and they sprinkle all the things around the white bowl and stuff. I was like, whoa, stop, it's not happening. No. It's not ready, steady cooking. It's, listen, with Desi style. When right, did you do that? that? It's on with that Len, you know Len from um, Dirty, not Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> what he called? Um, come dancing. Come dancing. You know what I mean? It was basically blatantly. Seven. He wanted, they wanted that gourmet. Yeah. So he was like, yeah. don't work, man. No, it don't. It's, it's you want it street food. Don't, but it is what it is. A Bradford yeah. Curry. The reason is. Bradford Curry is yeah. so good, like. Literally, these people that we've worked with, both Rob yeah. Beckett, Alan Davies, anybody else we've worked with, always say. I want to come to Bradford for a curry. They do, yeah. And they, they both have. They both came yeah. up to see us and we got a curry with, with them. And the reason Bradford curry is so famous and so good is because there's no fancy shit. It is literally, you you'll get your curry in a foil tray. Absolutely. Or That's it. You'll get it. And there, there, like a table. There's whatever. no gourmet shit. If there's no a tomato, if there's a... Yeah. No tablecloth. This That's is, it. you know what I mean? And this is why I don't if like there's a tomato, If there's a tomato in there, it's been boiled within an inch of its life. Well, it's just, it's, it's like, like, I, I guarantee you're in the same league and it's like my brother and everything like that. But like when you, these Akbar stuff, and I don't mind mentioning, talk about the Akbar stuff, the high-end stuff. I mean, like probably like Agra's and Mumtaz and stuff. Yeah. It's overpriced. For, for what? It's packed on a it's rammed pad. They mm. rush you in, rush you out. And it's not personal. I'd rather be... I'd rather have a curry that's been there since 1960s, 1970, yeah, by totally the Millwall agree. workers. Do you know what you want? It's, it's a food, and I, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about hummus. Yeah. Off camera. That's how boring we are. <laughs> um, the, um, the best food, I find, has been influenced by poverty and struggle throughout yeah. the ages. Yeah. So hummus was made because someone probably had an abundance of cheap peas. And tahini. And tahini. <laughs> Curry, the best curry is made because someone thought, shit, all I've got is this, this and this. Yeah, put it on a I'll pot. chuck it together. One of the great British foods, stew, is made because we were in a time of war and all we could well, make is... What Yorkshire pudding to do with that? Like, using your leftover flour and eggs, it went, but... Yeah. Was it? I thought I'm Yorkshire sure pudding was just like someone did pancakes wrong. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Some Yorkshireman's like, no, this is how you make bloody pancakes. And then it, it rose and like, ugh. Yeah, that's a Yorkshire pudding, that one is. 
go away from the media, go away from the sport and everything like that. We touched on it. Tom, um, like family life, spare time and stuff like that, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I see it all over social media and stuff. And same you, Dom, as well. I mean, you've you got a great family, family life. Supportive Mrs. Is. Mrs. Is, is that in the word? No. Supportive wives. Yeah, definitely. And it's great. I didn't realise the Greek connection as well, were you? Didn't you? Yeah, so um, it's my my wife's dad's from Corfu. He's been over here many, yeah. many years, but so we're trying to do all the Greek traditional stuff. And last weekend it was Greek Easter. And um, I, lo- I love, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with food, as you know. Yeah. But as soon as I discovered, like, we, 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 when we were younger, me and Abby, we travel around Greece, all the Greek islands. And we like drunk all the eat all the great food, Greek food, drunk all the Greek wine, and it was a and I've, I've got a really strong palate for it. It's, only it's funny how talking about food changes your hand oh, yeah, it? It? I go Greek. <laughs> you speak Greek then? I talk with my hands. Yeah, legal then I can. No, no. All right, so just a little bit. Probably legal then I can. Yeah, no. And what about your missus? Tom, let, Tom yeah, basically knows Greek. how to say I'll eat your leftovers. No, do you know? Do you know, do you know what you say? Um, <laughs> fire tall, which is food, beer, and how much? <laughs> Do you know what? They love Tom. They treat him like he's a god. They do. And this has come from Tom, nobody else. But they love him because he eats everything. Mm. And in Greece, if you can eat, if you, you can burn. Did you, did you see his recent Instagram over these? I think you, you, you were spitting yeah. so, it. So, what we're getting to there. Well, in, in, in Greece, it's lamb. But in yeah. Greece, they, they, they spit roast a lamb or a goat. Yeah. And do you know how big a, a goat is? So I was like, you know what? Greek East Rabbit, got it covered. I'm going to spit roast a, a lamb for all your family. I won't lie to you when I first saw it, I thought you got no chance, mate. But that the finishing massive. thing, um, did you see it? It might as well have been cooking a rasher of bacon over a lighter. If you're going to spit roast something, let me. <laughs> let me tell you, let me, let me warn Hang you. Hang on a minute. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> let me warn you, it takes. Forever. This is Tito's handmade vodka. Yeah. Tito, if you're watching, you know, like when we were with a drug cat. You, you can't get that. It's, it's slowly coming over to England, but we drank it throughout the ten years. Well, how am I supposed throughout to? Throughout these ten years, being in America and stuff, it's delicious, and it's made with potatoes, as in like, so it's like it's gluten. Like Russian, rather than no, it's pretty, 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 in Russian vodka. It's rice, potatoes. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's decent. It's gluten free and all that stuff. It's great. And no hangover. There's no hangover. There's no hangover. What? Yeah, it's just, it's, 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 look, look, it's distilled six times. Mr. Tito's, if you're watching, yes, and tomorrow. Have you got a, on your camera? Why would I have? Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom, what are you, oh, he's got, oh, it's fake. It didn't actually do it. Couldn't it? It's good sound effect. I can remember me and Nova falling out over who had the best trumpet impression. I'm going to be the judge. That that is good. Right, hang on. Could be better, but it's good. I think of La Last of Summer Wine. That's what gets me into. Well, what he was. He's gone. No judge on the song. It's not the cornet. It's a cornet. It's higher than the trumpet. Right, wait, wait. So if we did it together, maybe we could harmonise. I'll do the trumpet. Are you? Are you going for the We'll do the harvest. Do you know what? We actually sounded like a legit yeah. brass band. You did. Yeah. I tried to go deep. Wait, hang on. You have to go tuba. Mm. 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 That, that, that actually sounded like something yeah. you see on the cobbled streets of Brassington. Four. Mm. Do you know the problem with brass bands? Mm. Mm. You got Fred Elliott. <laughs> Dom. 
Um, obviously, we spoke about Tom's Greek cultural we background did. and his food and everything like that. I mean, again, I think social media in general, sharing your family life and spare time. I, think it's, I mean, these days, I think it's it's good, it's good, so it's good to do it. I know some people are very kind of restricted, going, no, this is my this is my personal life, that's what it is. But what do you think about social media and showing? Well, like I don't know, like showing, your Teddy, for example. He's loud, he's like playing the piano, and I always comment on stuff because I think, you know what, I'm a piano player myself, and it's like, I. I well, you vote to Teddy. Anyone who can play an instrument, I'm all for and stuff like that, but at a young age like that, fair play. Oh, he's good. And, you, and you, you're proud, aren't you? Oh, really proud. I mean, my, my Instagram account's private, and I only accept people that I actually yeah. know on Instagram, and that's where I share the piano videos and stuff like that. But a lot of his football stuff I, I share on Twitter because he's a good footballer as well, and I'm proud of him there. Yeah. And it is pride, and I know that's supposed to be one of the sins, but I always think. I would love it if, I mean, my dad was really proud of me as a kid, obviously, but social media didn't exist then. But I would have loved it if my dad was really proud of me. It would have encouraged me, and that's why I do it. I put his piano playing on social media because when I tell him it's on there, he loves it. He's like, oh, people have seen me playing piano, have they? Mm -hmm. And people that play musical instruments, like piano, for instance, in this day and age, they can often be quite bashful about it or embarrassed about it. And I don't want him to be like that. He loves playing drums, he loves playing piano. And I want him to know that other people love that sort of Absolutely. thing as well. And and I want him to be proud of doing it because I know that in music it's really hard to make money and even the most talented musicians sometimes, you know, are often busking on streets and stuff like that. That's irrelevant. I want him to be proud of... not a bad thing. No. Not at all. Not at all. But I want him to be proud of what he's able to do. And he's nine and he can play the piano and he's, he's really he's getting really good at drums and he's doing football. And I dedicate loads of my time to taking him to football, taking him to drum lessons, uh, watching him play piano, listening to him play piano. And I love it. I love listening to piano. I love listening to my wife play the piano and stuff like that. Do you ask some musicians, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, plays, she, she plays the piano and she's, she writes music and she's writing kids' books at the minute. Can I ask you a question? Do you think you've got to have musical bones then? Do you think that's a thing? Um, yes, yes and no. I'm tone deaf and it's embarrassing my household because my son's not and my stepson's aren't and my wife's not but I'm like that the the song we did for the cup final was yeah. like it was karaoke basically yeah, well. which, is, which is fine but, but obviously but, like, that's one question everyone asks me oh was your yeah. mum and dad music yeah. but it's like well my mum sang in choirs and weddings and stuff but nothing serious and my dad played accordion Oh, so your dad did play. But it my dad plays accordion. It but it's like, but you, you, my dad's like, can play, like, get around in a accordion. You've seen an accordion. But it, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, yeah, it's it influences you, even if you don't think it does. My mum always said, though, like, when we were young age, to myself and my brother, it's like, I want one of my sons to play the piano. So age four was like, oh, God, I pulled shots right. It's me, innit? Because I'm obviously out of, the, out of the womb first, one. I? That's it. I'm there. So it was like, right, cool, I'm in. And it started off for me, piano lessons, which I hated up until age 11. But reading music is a foreign language. Like, I've learned a language. Yeah, that's my nice. language. That's my foreign yeah, language. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and then after that, I was like church organ, being brought up Catholic and stuff. So I ended up like skiving off school and playing weddings and bar mitzvahs and funerals in church. I got fifty quid a time for like yeah, three funerals right, a day. So <laughs> at age 13, 14. Um, yeah, it's alright, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna skive off school. I'm sorry, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, money. And it, it, yeah, money, money. I was best friends with a few. But you can both see if your mum could see. Yeah. That must be genetics I, thing. I, I don't it must know. be. I don't know. I really don't know. Because like all this past like Italian heritage and Polish heritage, they always used to sing well, the Italians love singing, don't yeah, they? Do, I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if that's been passed down, I'm not sure. But I know people who there's not one ounce of musicianship within the family and they're like unbelievable musicians themselves. And so I think that's either luck, a gift. I, I, do you know what I mean? But is don't, that, don't that, let him stop. Though. You got school together? No. no. So so you met I'm two years older than Don. You're two years older than Don, but you 
looking back, doing my homework, obviously, like actually doing my homework of you two, even though I knew you, like you worked at the Media Museum. Yeah. And you worked Radio when Leeds. you were Radio Leeds as what? As an apprentice? Uh, what just as it? a broadcast assistant. So Derm Tanner used to do Bradford City commentary. I just used to clip. What great voice he's got on it. Derm's, yeah, Derm's brilliant, actually. And Derm. Gave me he is really good. So I worked at Bradford City. You know, as well, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya, Tanya, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really nice. We, um, I worked at Bradford City. So my first job, I, I sent Bradford City an email and just said, Look, I'm really interested in media. I'm doing a media A level. I've been accepted to university, but I'd just rather do something. And Bradford City said, Look, we're in administration. We need someone to do all the press stuff. If you're willing to work for so much, come on. Pittance. So I went. They went into administration immediately as soon as I arrived. So I worked for, I worked for nothing for six months doing yeah. the press stuff. Loved it. I mean, I, I was skinned, but I loved it. And then they started paying me eventually and stuff like that. But I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I got to travel with a team. I was living the dream. Like, really? That, for me, was the pinnacle of my life. I thought, what, so that that were, that, what were like Division, were division 2? Uh, no, we got relegated. So we were in League 1. And we got relegated when Dave Weverall took over Colin Todd. But at the time, I was loving it. It was the pinnacle of my life. I was travelling with the Bradford City squad. I got to talk to the players, the managers. I thought, I will never get a better job than this. And I was loving it. Right. And I'd help out in the ticket office in summer and stuff like that. I'd be stapling season So you need the books. most kind of dream job ever for a guy your age. I'm just working, yeah, young, yeah. working yeah, at a club. Absolutely right. And then Matt Warren comes in and they say, look, there are just too many staff here. We've got to trim back. And I was like, all right. What we what what you want to do? I said, well, we're going to have to make you redundant. I think it's a role that you know we've got a club secretary; they can do that. And I was like, fine. Yeah. I was gutted, but the club's struggling. So this was this was before social media, wasn't it? So I left, and literally, so. I was walking down Midland Road because I, I used to live not far from there. I was walking down Midland Road, and Derm Tanner rang me and said, look, and I've just heard you've been made redundant. Club secretary's rang me and told me. What just what that that, that day? Of, like literally, I was the walking back. Of all that. And I'm not really, I'd always wanted to work in media, like all I focused on at school was, I want to work in media, I want to do TV, I want to do radio, that's it, I found it. As soon as I started doing media studies at GCSE, I was like, fucking, I love this, that's what I want to do. And then, so yeah, I was walking home, being made redundant, really gutted, Derm Tanner rings me and says, look Dom, I've heard you've been made redundant, come and see me. Unbelievable, yeah. It's worth mentioning that when we first started this podcast and video, Liverpool were 3-0 down to Barcelona, the game was just kicking off. And we said that Liverpool had no chance, but if they did, this would be a prime example of the glory of football. It's, it's three all, and Barcelona, honestly, they look like they shit their pants. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Have you ever met Dom's dad? Mm, no, I think so. No, I think so. No offence to my dad. I love my dad's pieces. Dom's dad is the nicest man alive. More nice than my dad. Yeah. Your dad's cute. What if you got all three of my dads in one room? That'd be like, like the most kind of like... That would be actually quite <laughs> weird. We've got like the nicest people in the world. Like, what we should do that. Be right. Yours would be definitely right and gentle, wouldn't it? Oh, mine's really I think yours would be more it's kind polite. of like, let me get the drinks. I'll get the drinks. I'll, I'll, I'll get the drinks. I'll get the drink. I, but after a few drinks, I've seen oh, the yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. Gets a bit tasty. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you so much to Napoleon Bradford for sitting through this and everyone and stuff. Like, like say now, if you, you, I mean, you've got your cards. You've got, I bet you've got about five of them in the house, haven't you? Uh, mine used Get to be gold. Up. Mine used the to be gold. The offers, right? The offers at Napoleon Casino, the decent. Yeah, they are. Off your food, we, yeah. yeah. So what, go and talk me through it. How much is that going to cost me? That's free. Listen, it's not it's not just about well, going to a casino and being a gambler and stuff like that. It's about having a good night out. You can have a great night out. So you've got cherry tomato, then you've got a bit of vegan cheese. See, you've got to be deadly honest what you think of the vegan cheese. I, I can smell it from here. Now, I, I love cheese. Right, so do you know what? But, but don't, to... don't just... 
Don't just think, oh, bacon cheese, it tastes like shit. Just, just think of it, plus. It smells a bit of Parmesan, actually. The, the, yeah. te- the texture's weird. Yeah, go on. It does taste Parmesan. Put a bit of olive with it. It needs something with it. The texture's way off. Have a I feel like I'm chilling polystyrene. But. Texture's off. There's a taste there, and it's like. I just with it. It's like the cheese that flavours crisps. It's like fake cheese. Obviously. Like powdered. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, it's not that bad, actually. That ain't that bad. But it is, it's, not it's bad. like. No, it's not that bad. I feel it's, like I need to look at the branding. The branding might help my taste. It's very Parmesan-y, isn't it? Yeah. What? That is hell? unbelievable. How is it? This is why this football. Is this is why we're doing this tonight. Come on, get out! This is why football is incredible. This isn't Liverpool fans or Barcelona fans. This is this football, is football fans. in general. This is like yes. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's like obviously the Bradford City stuff. It's kind of been yeah. the most ridiculous season ever. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed for you is obviously in recent kind of in the recent year. You weren't shy, have you, at all to think, you know what, this is our club, this is going absolute man down, and we're going to basically, like, yeah. we're going to say something. The stuff he had with the, obviously, the old owner, Edin Rahish. You've got to remember, though. Right? We, no, but you, you know what? He duped us. He did. What, he, do, you, he, what do you mean? What he do you mean? pulled you the wool over our eyes. The thing is, off camera, he was as nice as pie. I, I, I don't think he should be off. I, I, well, yeah, all right, off camera, on camera. So what before... What saying now? Listen, it's like, look, everyone knows what kind of a shit show it was. So... I think you boys kind of stepped up, especially you, Dom. You were like, you know what? Freaking hell. Forget about this. This is, this is our club. What are you doing? No, but we, we, just, no, we stepped up a bit. But we, we held back a bit because we thought at that point in time, you know what? It might turn it around. What he's saying might actually be a bit true. Are you on about the interview with the old chairman? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's just because we were being nice. Yeah. We were giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And you know what? People that we trust at Bradford City, people that had worked at Bradford City in, in strong positions before, said to us, don't trust him. He wants this interview with you because he knows you'll ask him strong questions and he'll give you the answer he give wants the answer to give you. Answer, yeah. right. and he'll manipulate. And we, be- we believed him and literally, two days later, we thought, fucking hell, he's bullshitting. And then... What, what, what made you kind of... Well, what, what just, like, well, immediately, he told us things about wage budget and stuff like that. In that interview we did yeah. with him, which incidentally, I changed the title of on YouTube to the day we got the wool pulled over our eyes on something. Mm-hmm. But I think he told us something and then two days later it didn't transpire or something like that. And we thought, fucking hell, the rest of it is lies, isn't it? Yeah, because he said stuff. So as quick as we could, we made some more videos just saying, look, no matter how bad you think it is at the club, it's actually worse. And we got sources, we got loads of sources close to the club, they spoke to us and they said, look, this is, you've got to tell people. But so when you did the video around the roundabout going, you're absolutely, well, you just kind of said yeah. what you thought of them, didn't you? And, and, and I, even I thought, that, oh, flipping heck, Dom, you've got some absolute balls there, man. But you went wrong, with you? The thing but is, we, you can't we, sue someone if it's true. And it's not just a business in our local city. It's a football club that, I know that, you know, I'm not a religious person, but football and Bradford City is as, pretty, is as near as I get to it. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I, I love it. I love going to Valley Parade like it's a church. I worship Stuart McCall. And, and your kid. And, and taking your kids mm-hmm. along, yeah. which is, you know what, that's the dream for a dad, isn't it? When, I don't know. It is, I agree. It might not be the dream for every dad, but we for me. Yeah, love it. absolutely love it. Their face light up and they're like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's mm. kind of like you're passing it down, aren't yeah. you? What we don't want after this season is the young, the young lads 
like my son, giving up and going, oh, I'm going to support Liverpool, I'm going to support... We need to really, really... My, my biggest fear was... I, live I don't in, know what Teddy's like. I live in Otley, which is Leeds, and there's loads of Leeds fans. My biggest worry was he's going to go to school and all his mates are going to support Leeds and he's going to be like, yeah. Dad, I support Leeds. Be a pressure. But, but he's, he's obsessed with Do you think these days, obviously, when, when obviously us three were at school and stuff like that, we had, obviously, social media one was powerful, didn't exist. You haven't got the influence, have you? Kind of more, it's like, right, it's more papers as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Families, orientation. Yeah. You are literally passing down, right, you lad, you are yeah. going to be a Man United fan, and you, here, you're going to be a Liverpool fan, you know what I mean? Well, whatever, do you know yeah, what I mean? But, what like, mean yeah. but like now, it's like, well, right, influenced by kids, schooling, peer social media, peer pressure, exactly, peer pressure, and it's scary, you must know, you've got, obviously got kids, you've got stepkids, it's like, come on, it's... The, there's still a lot to be said for doing what your dad, dad does. does yeah yeah and, and and teddy is genuinely obsessed with bradford city and and if he thinks i hate leeds he'll hate leeds and if right. he thinks i hate rotherham he'll hate rotherham yeah it's really. just it's just the way he is and obviously i'm not letting him listen to balance banner at all he's got i'm gonna ask that and then he, obviously, obviously two, probably when, it, when young, he's 18 <laughs> weirdly enough my two asked for let's get ready for wembley this morning so come watch let's get ready for wembley so play it to him they're laughing their head off and i I would, I would like stood next to you being daft with him and stuff. And then they saw Don this aft and the faces lit up because he obviously sees the other part of the video. They're like, and like, they're at, at, so all like that is fine. The song, the stupid songs, but the podcast are just, there's <laughs> not so much to talk about. Sure, no, I, I get that. And that's obviously something that you're obviously going like, you know to introduce not... at a certain age where you think, you know what, this is what daddy is. I want him to hear it. Yeah. Like, like, obviously, like, if I ever had kids or whatever, or my nieces and stuff like that, like, uh, no, obviously I'm in a band and stuff and they play the albums and they sing at the top of the voices, but obviously videos and stuff like that, yeah. interviews and yeah. tour diaries. I'm not going to start showing my six-year-old niece them now because <laughs> we had a lot of... There's a bit more stuff that you kind of want them to watch when they're going to understand yes. it. How weird is it now, these, this day and age, where you've got kind of the, I mean, the internet's ridiculously I mean, accessible? You, it, your stuff, same as my music stuff, if it's another, any, anything, it's up there forever. Yeah. Forever. In the ether. It's the biggest and hard and drive and ever, isn't For it? anybody your to search. It's a public debate. If you were doing a job interview, David Nowakowski would obviously. Yes. Sorry. You could, yeah. They could Google you and be like, oh, he does this. He does oh, that's that. happened that. to me. That's it? Yeah. yeah, that's happened to me. And, and they could listen to the podcast or some of the stuff we say. Fortunately, I've produced some very high quality content. <laughs> it could have been worth. With your podcast, you've always been them two guys. You, you, you press record, you got on with it, and that's what it was. Yeah, some people might have thought, oh, God, I can't believe I just said that or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you got away, not got away with it. That's a wrong term to use, but you kind of. Oh, we it get so natural. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it does make it's sense. One yeah. thing, it's like, yeah. where, do you know what? You, you, even though you said, oh, yeah, we were, we were so passionate about it, we wrote everything down, what we're going to say each week, you could never tell. No. You didn't have any subject matter. I don't think you, I don't personally think. And I've been on several times no, on your no, show. No, we didn't have subject matter. And do you know what? You've supported me and I've supported you yeah. and stuff, but I never, ever thought you thought, God, this is a bit played up. Never once no. did I think that. And but that's you're how not good. No. You haven't got away with it, or you were very good at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know we, I mean? We, we did used to... I don't know what you mean, yeah. I'd occasionally think of stuff in the week that I think, oh, I've got to talk about that, and I would literally write one word in a notebook, and then I'd take that page of the notebook to the match and, and just have a little prompt of things that I wanted right. to, to bring up. But the natural conversation, and this is important for anybody who wants to get into a... to, to be a podcaster or yeah. a YouTuber, is to plan, but not over-plan. So if you just need to prompt yourself, that's the best thing to do. Rather than yeah. script it, prompt yourself... Because if you've got enough about you, and if you're going to be good enough for a broadcaster, it'll just happen. And and I won't be able to do it by myself, but because I had Tom, 
to converse with and, yeah. and he'd say something that would then take the conversation to yeah. the next bit and then vice we versa. D- we definitely helped each other when we were younger. I don't think we are ever ready to do it independently. I think now it's a different kettle of fish. Dom's does stuff all the time for work. You know what I mean? I could quite confidently do something. But I don't broadcast in the same way. Work's different. Work like, with, different. With, with Tom, that's where I feel more natural. I'm happier with that. And and obviously, like now, how do you feel now? Is this is this is this, is, this is good? Is this, this formal or informal? <laughs> this is informal, and this right. is where I, I prefer doing yeah. it. And funny, you've had such a good laugh doing it. I know, obviously. Like, yeah, say, that would well, say, if, say if you never did it tomorrow, you'd be like, you know what? Had best but that's ever. exactly it. That's, that's what we say. Saying, you know what? You've had that's what Don ever. says like to me. Like the towers. Like the, you know, that's it, what he says to me, like fools, and that's why like, that bit of whatever we're going to carry it on, it, it, that that sort of passion for it, not it doesn't fade, but it kind of changes your angle for doing it because we we have done a lot of stuff, and, and like Dom says, if we die tomorrow, we die happy. We'll it won't get it won't get any better than that because even if even if match of the day around tomorrow and said, look, you two, we heard you balance banner podcast, we want you to be pundits on the actual show, it wouldn't be the if same. Gary, if you're watching, Gary, it wouldn't be the same, would it? Because we created our own show. Covering a club that we were absolutely obsessed with, and then they were successful. They got promoted. They got to a cup final. They shouldn't have done. They beat Chelsea in an FA Cup, a game that they shouldn't have done because Chelsea won the Premier League that year. We were there. We podcasted it. That content exists. We did it. That's unbelievable. We got to do the uh, the World Cup with ITV. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. That got to number one in iTunes. Uh, Banners Banter got to number one in iTunes. So this is the equivalent of you getting a number one record for us. Like this is something number we created. Number one, number one, I too. Yeah, it's like, but, exactly. But, you, you, like the same with you with the scars in America when you were doing. I'm not sure it. I remember seeing. Yeah, 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 and all that. Yeah, and you were yeah. and you were getting. And you, and you still are really relatively. What about Leno? Leno, yeah, yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, this is Jay like you, 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 you surely. Hello, Jay. Hello. <laughs> are you watching? Because double, double denim. Love it. Love Listen, it. if Jay, if Jay Leno's watching. Mate, I love Home Improvement, which was a TV show on... Do you remember Home Improvement? Yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah. That. <laughs> I, I love that show, mate. For that one There was thing. an episode with Jay Leno on and he showed all his cars. Absolutely. We sat in his cars, yeah. But what I'm saying to you is, if you, oh. die, if you die tomorrow, in terms of scans out of 45, you have tasted it, do you know what I mean? And you don't, you still you don't have, have to be... The, what I'm saying though, my starting interview off with you two, it's like, like, I used, like, do you still have that drive? You want to do it more, you want to do it, you can't give it up. That's the same with us music, yeah. Music industry is the hardest, probably one of the hardest industries ever, apart from the entertainment industry. I can't imagine. Right? It's, it's, a, it's, a night, it's a nightmare, right? And people come, people come and go, in band, everything, record label dropped, here you go. It's like a contract, a football yeah, contract. Yeah. Sorry, mate. We'll look at today, Bradford City, same thing. Listen, yeah. right? The, the biggest pop stars in the eighties, where are they now? Exactly, Forgot. but they're coming back because look, they're not selling CDs anymore, all right? Social uh, not social media, uh, uh, streaming, streaming, right? Streaming. So what they have to do, they make money off live. So they've got to come back. If it's tears for fears, anything, whatever, they've got to come back and earn a few bucks. But it always happens and it's a yeah. generational thing. Yeah. Ab- Abba came back in the nineties, yeah. didn't they? Because that generation we're like, oh, we're adults now. We can yeah. do what we want. Abba, I need, I need Abba back. Sorry, and then, and it's going to happen with us with the nineties, and it's already creeping in, isn't it? That nineties music is popular again, and, yeah, and about, wearing yeah. shell suits and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just, I mean, that happens in it. That's fashion. It goes round in a massive circle, and it always comes back. And, and and mate, I've got all my Power Rangers toys and stuff like that, and I love digging them out. And and I've I've played on Sega, and I thought it'd be the greatest thing to get a Sega my Sega out again and play it, and I did, and it was shit. Let's say next season you started doing Bantam's Banter again, League Two, Bradford City being relegated, and you just, you know what, just got on with it, kind of basically duck out, well done, right? Get on. Do with you know it. what? Do you I'm... think you would have the same one passion 
Two, it'd sound the same, and three, you'd have that same kind of I don't know enjoyment of being yeah because we're together. Well, well, I think we're yeah, it's, it's right. Well, that's I, in my opinion. I, I, you think, I think personally, because I have a lot of tweet. I have like people ask me like, "Why well, are they still doing it? Why are they still doing it, man?" Do you know what I mean? I mean, when we we did bring we did one episode last season because the club asked us, so they said, "Look, Eddie's gone. Come back. It'd be a good time to get an episode right. done," and that. You know, that did 25,000-ish listens, and that was encouraging, and we thought, oh, well, maybe people do still want it. But people still want 25,000, Dom. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, and I mean, a lot of them aren't Bradford City fans either. And it's like a listen, it's, but anyway, I'm not but degrading the stats. You're still connecting with people. It's, 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 huge. Um, it's huge. I don't think it'd be exactly the same, because when we started Bantam Bantam, and then it became successful in that cup run and all of that, was unexpected it had never happened before to us so it was like we were living this dream like literally we were it felt like we were in a dream like Aston Villa didn't feel real the podcast getting to number one on iTunes was winning awards for it didn't feel real at all because it happened so quickly and so unexpectedly Bradford City were in League 2 it, it shouldn't have happened really and we got an award from uh, you know we were voted for an award by our peers and uh, at the football blogging awards in Manchester and then Five Live gave us an award as supporters of the year on the back of the podcast and that uh, it, it just happened so quickly it didn't feel real but it's incredible and it's never going to happen again because it was like this this weird season that's yeah. just historical and will always be remembered and one of the proudest things for us we've spoken about before is that those history books that have been written by Jason McKeon and John Dewis, Banter's Banter's mentioned in yeah, there, we're yeah. mentioned in there by name. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Bradford City history books have got our names in. But maybe, maybe. That's enough. If, 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 yeah. if Banter's Banter never does yeah. anything else, if it had never won an award or been number one yeah. on iTunes, the should fact be, that it gets mentioned absolutely. in those books is the most important and thing to me. And maybe yeah. the direction is we should change it a bit. Like, change the, the way it's... Maybe it needs to mature a bit as we've matured, kind of. So do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe go studio-based, maybe, like you say, do it once a month or do a bit where we, we record at the ground and then we'd go studio and dip in and out. The, I don't know. We don't, who knows? We're, 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 in, we're, we're in a bit of a difficult situation at the minute, actually. And we spoke, we spoke about this on the phone the other day because my bug for it is sort of, you know, satisfied by the fact that I get to go to cup finals and stuff with work. Yeah. And I get to broadcast and I get to do... I, I cover all sports, not just football. Do you work for... Who's, you work for uh, so I work for, uh, for Sporting Life. It's owned oh, by Sky, but it, it's it's like a sports information website. And I get to go to all sorts, cover all sorts of sports, doing the playoff finals, which I can't wait for. And and that's almost... It's like a thirst that you need to quench. But I spoke to Tom about the other day, because Tom is still massively passionate about doing something. And I said, look, Tom, I'm, I'm just so busy and... And I'd, I'd spent so long being obsessed with Balance Banner that I want to dedicate that time to my family now, really. I don't, you know, I need to give it up, really, because it, it took up so much of my time yeah. and now we've gradually let it die. Maybe we should just leave it. And Tom was like, I, I don't really want to, Dom, because that's my outlet. You've got an outlet because you were able to do that. I had a business to run and I couldn't go and work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I'll, I'll do it. Because I'm, I, I owe Tom because Tom made Bantam's Banner what it is. I think I, th I think I really think you should have some. I really do, and I don't know if it's next season, season after, whatever. But I think like same when I do the Nova Meets and run Bradford City. There's no script. Yeah. Nothing. I, 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 have two, I have two or three. I mean, and that's the, and, and it sounds literally kind of big headed, but that's the like the most most kind of feature people watch. It's brilliant. It's so real. Never be scared to ask for for advice from either people that have been moderately successful with their content, massively successful, contact celebrities, contact agents. We did it and 
even if agents rejected us, and, and we had a lot of knockbacks and a lot of shit, and there was some stuff where we didn't get many listens, and we weren't very happy with the ITV stuff we did or anything like that, despite it doing all right on iTunes, we, we didn't like it. But you should never, ever be scared to ask, because although it's, it's, it's the most important thing is to be original. You should always be able to, you need, you need an original idea, otherwise you'll get nowhere. We were lucky with ours. I'm not going to say that we were geniuses. We were lucky that, you know, we love Bradford City. We, we got on well with each other and we both wanted to work in radio and said, let's just do it ourselves. So there was luck there. All the ingredients were there to make a success of something. But you've got to ask, you've got to ask, how did you do this? What was, because it's not just about the talent. It's not just about being able to do something. It's how, mm-hmm. how you do something is important. Because I reckon that everybody's got within them the ability to do something. They've got a talent to be able to do Absolutely. something. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to ask, because nothing will just come to you. Nothing, it just doesn't happen like that. Uh, music, you're influenced by other artists, whether you like it or not, whether you realise it or not, you're influenced by other artists. With the podcast, we were probably influenced by other podcasts that we'd listened to. In we fact, were. we definitely we did, were. 100% we were. And and that's that's the same for everything. So you've, you've always got to be original, but don't be scared to be influenced by the past. Everybody that's ever been successful has built on something they've seen somewhere else. Absolutely. I mean, who's, <clears throat> who's of that? Was that your idea? Nova Meets was uh, manager as Mason's idea, um, but obviously the kind of concept of me going out there to fans was my idea. I just want to go out. I'm just I don't know what I'm gonna get hit with. Yeah. And he was like, right, cool, go out there with a microphone. And I had two, three questions. One about what the score was. One what you having for your tea, which I still use now because yeah, I think yeah. it's genius. And three, I'll comment on some observations. It could be a coat. It could yeah, be a hairstyle. Yeah. Not being kind of discriminating, like kind of like, oh my god, look at your no, hair. No, you're doing it in a positive way. Yeah. But I'm not taking the mic. Yeah. People think, oh. He's just a guy who sticks a microphone in someone's face outside Bradford City. No, because I'm a Bradford City fan myself. Why would I take the piss out of my own fans? I don't. I'm having a conversation with you. Like I would in a pub before a game. So so that idea came across and we did a few and that's what it was and it works. But I really like, they want to do it more next season, which is great. But it won't work every week. Unless we're in different locations, do you know what I mean? It has to be. It has to have it, a, it's hard when you're losing as well. Really, it's hard. When, when, yeah. when the hardest yeah. thing I did was like Doncaster game. Recent one, yeah, yeah. It was like it was tough, man. It Again, was, we were we were the best ones. I thought were the, the decent ones. I mean, sometimes really, the best stuff comes out of being shit. Yeah. Like the the, 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 our, the first season we did Bounce Banter was the one of the worst seasons in Bradford City's history, but because there'd never been anything like it before, people listened to it and then. The, you know, gave us the opportunity to let them hear our voice. But the the the, th- the thing is, you're always gonna get that there are people in this world, and I guess maybe I've been that person before. I, I think most people have, where you 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 you're not very nice to someone, or you. I mean, we we've received a lot of like horrible shit. Like, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Uh. I mean, one guy well, said. Well, well, what's to... the worst thing? Like, if you don't matter what fan they are, let's not name no names. But what's the worst kind of thing you think? You know what? Bloody, hell, we we pissed him off, man. Do you know what I mean? You, like, you'll remember. I don't. We've yeah, I, I, because I take. This we, shit. I, I laugh. It. I laugh. Made off like some stuff. Do you take more of a backward seat when you say it, Tom? Oh, I don't. Yeah. I just. Take I, it I, I'll, I'll give it. He takes it more to heart. I'll definitely. give it large on Twitter, but I do take. I, I, I fucking get so upset about it. But we've we've had people say. You know, if I, I if I ever see that Bannerman's banner, I'll kick their heads in outside right. the stadium or they're shit. How do you take it? I ignore it. 
Yeah, do you, not, say, do, you, I, do you not think it's a hat? I, um, I, I used to do, really used to do, and someone told me once, not anyone else said, look, you need to kind of leave it, get on with it. Oh, it makes not me everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like it. Everyone's got an opinion. It's the same with music, it's the same with food, it's the same with restaurant, anything. Do you know what I, mean? I, I still... It, it really the, the, it, it the thing you, is, it? When, it's, when it's something that you've worked hard for, you know, if a million people say to you how amazing they think it is, or you win an award or something, yeah. One person saying that they think you're a dickhead can can properly damage you, and I mean, you know, you get all sorts of. I mean, there's there's all the homophobic shit people give us. Yeah, but that's whatever, isn't it? That's just kind of narrow-mindedness, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it is. It is. But the the the, the, the worst stuff is the stuff where you might have done a show that's done really well. You might get tens of thousands of listens, and someone just thinks. They just want to tell you you're a wanker. Can't you brush it off? So no, no, but the thing is, I think Dom takes the stuff that's personal, like the dickhead, wanker, he takes... So I, he'll take to that, which is fine. No, the, the worst stuff is people saying that they think the show's shit. Yeah, that's what I don't like. So if someone calls me fat or like, I think we got called see you next Tuesday <clears> face and tit face or whatever. Someone, and I'm just like laughing and I say, look at that video. But then if someone says, that show are rubbish, or that the, the, the content we've gone to creating is really bad. Now, it's fine to have an opinion. Like, I don't, you know, there's a lot of comedians. Why do you don't tell someone? Exactly. Though? There's lots of comedians and TV presenters who I don't like. My dad hates Chris Tarrant with a passion. Cat's oh, like Chris Tarrant. But he doesn't send them an email. He doesn't send him, very good. He doesn't send him a letter saying, I hate you. He doesn't send him an email. He doesn't ring him and say, I absolutely hate you. So his personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like Silla Black. I don't like certain comedians, but I don't go on Twitter and start bashing But again, you just everyone's going to like you. Now, if it wasn't on social media, would people be this opinionated now because no. they've got the anchor? Yeah, exactly. They've got that I mean, level to go, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go slag him off, yeah, especially exactly. Twitter, right? You're an arsehole. And all the world's going to see it, right? And I don't care. People have always disliked other people or disliked something that they're creating, but they didn't. They don't like go up to them and say, you know what, mate? I think you're a dickhead. I just think it's. And do you know evil. what? It's an evil. Yeah. There, 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 there are city fans that have seen the stuff we've done yeah. and said horrible things and seen us in the street and said not a Nothing. fucking word. And Some uh, vegan chili for you just to Ooh, finish off. Thank you. It's, it's really hot. Bit of vegan cheese. squash? No, sweet potato. Well, thanks for coming around. I really appreciate it. Around to the nope. old. Uh, thanks for feeding oh, it. This has been glorious. Casa de la Nova. We've had yeah. bar snacks, vegan cheese, absolutely. Rice cakes, and now. Right, we've got so let's chill. go in there straight away. Let's go. So should we do an individual answer? I think individual answer. Do you want one each? One from each of us. Yeah, one from each. But if you can be smart about it and kind of give a, an, right. an explanation about it, that'd be better rather than just be boring. And dog or cat? I love dogs. Um, Nothing makes me happier. So uh, dogs, because um, uh, cats are evil. I absolutely love dogs. But you don't own either, do you? I used to own a cat, and it, it, it used to want to be my partner. And so, when a, uh, do you know what a cat does when it's aroused? And so, it used to get jealous of my wife, and he used to attack my wife, and he used to go for a neck. Carry on. But do you not say hello to every dog you see? Yeah. yeah. Every single dog I see, I mm. say hello to. Brown or red sauce? Ooh. Ooh. What on? Dumbass, you can't quick fire that. Like, no, what? you can't. Is it a bacon sandwich? Dumbass. Brown. Brown. Tom. Uh, probably red. Sausage or bacon? Sausage. Sausage. I like. Sausage. I like. It's not as meatier. Yeah, I like. I like the the. So how does it work when you go to them kind of like you know like roadside sandwich shops so where you get that sausage that's the same texture as the school sausage? Do you remember that, school sausage. Oh, they were the, the best. Bright, bright, the bright, 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 bright pink sausage with yeah. a crispy shell. Yeah. My theory, my theory on sausages. Nothing. My theory on sausages: the least percentage of meat in, the, the better. <laughs> Thomas spat more food out in this. The, but it's when he gets excited. I used to love those school sausages that were bright pink. Richmond. 
No, Richmond sausage is a good dog. Yeah, the Richmond. But they were like thin and like honestly, you cut into it and it glowed. My favorite holiday destination, Dom. Finally. I didn't spit on you then. He's fine. What about you, Dom? Uh, Arillus Beach, Northwest Corfu, Spiros, Spiros Bar, Hotel Marina, Giro Spietare, Uso, Racina. I bet you get the Greek, I bet you get the absolute cultural Greek yeah, side. When, when I got with Italy with family, yes. you forget about going to Rome, Central Ventores, mm. I get the actual family experience. You know what I'm saying? I get in Scarborough. Who's <laughs> 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 the fam? Favourite food? Oh. Absolutely, 100%. I'm not lying. McDonald's double cheeseburger. I absolutely love McDonald's double cheeseburger. That's pathetic. My mum's cheese pie. Favourite film? Indiana Jones, last we said, because when I was a kid, I used to get bullied a little bit, didn't I? I had glasses, thick glasses and all that. And Indiana Jones, I used to think I could be Indiana Jones. When do we eat? You eat when we say you eat. You shit when we say you shit. And you piss when you say you shit. You got that, you magnetic motherfucker! So, so, so he, know, he knows lines from the film, he knows the accents from the film, he just... Who's that? It's Rita Hayward, did it spit? Are you going to name the film? Did I just spit all that on you? Are you going to name the film? Redemption? Yeah, Redemption, yeah. yeah. Money, if money was no object, anywhere, anywhere in the world, where would you live? But, um, I would live somewhere that had a view of Otley Shevin. So where you are now? Otley? <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a view yeah. of Otley Shevin. But a better house. But, <laughs> I, I love Otley, um, I love it. I love living near Alps. You, you love your options. I, lo I love living so close to the country I can just walk out with the dog yeah. in the middle of the I'd, I'd, I'd live in a mass in a castle in Scotland. Frank, right. can you both cook? Yeah. No. I saw that's a known yes on you. Yes, definitely yes. I've seen your Instagram social. Yeah. I have got you. Speciality, would you say? Would you go with the Greek food? My speciality is not at the moment. If you could, if you could pick your wine somewhere. The clava. It's a so you're going straight to dessert there, fella. Like Turkish. Well, it's my special. It's Turkish. The clava. Go. Get out now. I've only bought it from Turkish people. That's actually offensive to me. No, it's not. It's offensive to Greek people. You're not actually Greek. Okay, anyway. Dom, can you cook? Uh, no, after Is it you more like the basis? Spice, huh? it yeah, don't, don't. So you more kind of like the kind of the house husband where you kind of like let the wife do uh, so You clean up me, me and my wife are both shit at cooking. Oh, so, what, so, 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 so what is it? So what is it kind of. What are you doing? Uh, you eat out a lot or is it not? We do eat out quite a bit. Um, you're cooking your favourite foods. Whatever you want to cook, I don't know what the way I'm deciding what you're cooking, but listen, you've got three guests. Oh, you know what, you can have four guests, you have two guests and two guests, dead or alive, who are you going to invite around the table? Um, and you've got to think about this. Mine should be obvious, by now. Go on, then, one. I'm Tanaka. No, no, better dead or alive. Johnny Cash for me. Johnny Cash? Uh, well, how's that better? I'd have Frank Sinatra and Harrison Ford. Okay, Harrison Ford. Tell me you need one more. Uh, guest. So Johnny Cash and. Um, Jimmy Savile. David Beckham. Jimmy Savile. Okay, should we, should we end the podcast? No, 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 no. Come on. Jimmy Savile. Get to the bottom of it. Get to the fucking truth. Oh, yeah, you think he's going to have to do you? Oh. Listen, this is, it's an open table. Yeah, yeah do you want to go? You want to be spending the night with him? I think, like, not like that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you are spending the evening. Come on, Jim. Yeah, man. Bit tough, mate, mate. On that subject, Gary Glitter was lifting me up on stage, St. George's Hall, yeah. early 90s. Lifting me up. And did he kiss you? He made him. He made have them. you got uh, photographic evidence of this? I did have. My dad, my dad disposed of the evidence. No, your dad gave yeah. you to Gary Glitter. And Gary Glitter gave me a Back in the day, there were adults handing children to Gary Glitter. Now, it's up to you to decide whether this is better or worse. Well, thank you. Margaret Thatcher did the same to me. And she, you know what she said? 
one of my youngest supporters. Hell no, Mother Hatcher. Right, do you know what? It's been an amazing yeah, night. I think it's gone like west and south and east and yeah. whatever, north yeah. and stuff. But thank you to Bullets Casino for sponsoring tonight. Thank you to Dom and Tom. Bad is bad. Absolutely. Do you know what? I've had some struggle. We could actually do it every single week. I do it every night. Listen. <laughs> Um, social media, check these guys out, Bantam's Banter, Tom and Dom, you don't want your personal stuff out, but Bantam's Banter, Nova Meets, obviously Instagram, everywhere, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, everything. Thank you so much, you guys. Cheers, You've been Thank you. Nice. Thank you so much for taking time out, and yeah, I think your tactic is outside, Dom. So give it a like, go Awesome.